Hello, this is Ken Barron with the National Association of Black and White Men Together. Today I want to talk about HR1, and that's the House Resolution, which proposes the For the People Act. Yes, we won the 2020 election, but the fight is not over with yet. The NABWMT will review and collaborate to end gerrymandering, modernize voter registration, enhance voting access, empower everyday citizens through public financing of election, secure our voting systems, increase oversight and accountability to enforce existing laws, strengthening lobby rules and transparency, and slow the so-called revolving door, and strengthen conflict of interest rules and shine a light on dark money. That's a pretty uh, big act, uh, revolutionary in some sense. So let's go through it one by one. Let's start with ending uh, gerrymandering. Every 10 years, the U.S. conducts a census, census and the states then redraw their voting district lines to reflect the population changes. In many states right now, politicians can draw their own district lines. This gives them the ability to decide the outcome of an election before it ever happens. When politicians create districts to favor their own re-election and unfairly favor their party, it's called gerrymandering. It means politicians choose their voters, not the other way around. States, including Ohio, Virginia, and Michigan, have outlawed gerrymandering. These states take partisan politics out of the redistricting process, ensuring voting maps are drawn by independent commissions. The For the People Act will build on this momentum by making gerrymandering illegal in all 50 states. Next, modernize voter registration. Half of the voting age population actually voted in 2016, and while the turnout soared in 2020, we still have a long ways to go. We can't have a government of, by, and for the people if we, the people, don't turn out to the polls. But our current opt-in voter registration process is messy, out of reach, and often out of date, making it harder to register and turn out to vote. The Act will make registration to vote simpler and smoother by expanding automatic voter registration, AVR, nationwide. Already established in 18 states, AVR seamlessly and automatically keeps voter rolls accurate and up-to-date. It works by creating an opt-out system for voter registration. Anytime you interact with a government agency, think of the Department of Motor Vehicles, you'll be automatically registered to vote or have your voter information updated unless you choose to opt out. If you don't opt out, your information is electronically transferred from the agency to election officials. That way, AVR seamlessly and automatically keeps our voter rolls accurate and up-to-date. Plus, since many of those agencies require identification to complete the paperwork, AVR provides tighter security. 
The Act also requires states to offer online and same-day voter registration. That way, you can register to vote on Election Day or during early voting, ensuring voting is simple and secure for eligible voters. Next, enhance voter access. Registering to vote is the first step. The second is actually creating a ballot. Even for registered voters, the process of voting can be inconvenient and time-consuming. Think about it. Voting on a Tuesday in November requires Americans to take time off work, find childcare, get transportation to the polls, and sometimes wait in line for hours just to vote. The act would expand the number of options and amount of time the voters can return to their ballots, making voting more accessible. It would require all states to offer at least 15 days of early in-person voting for federal elections and no excuse absentee voting, a.k.a. vote by mail. Voters would have a variety of secure return options for their mail-in ballot. In addition, the bill would restore voting rights to former felons and formally call for stronger voting rights for Native Americans and residents of Washington, D.C. <coughs> and the U.S. territories. Next, we want to secure our voting system. With foreign and domestic threats to the integrity of our elections, it's more important than ever that our electoral systems are secure. But right now, states use a messy patchwork system with many relying on electronic voting machines without a paper trail. The act will defend our future elections by ensuring every state is following the most secure practices and have up-to-date voting equipment. It would require states to use individual voter-verified paper ballots, widely regarded as the most effective, secure voting system. States would notify voters of mistakes with their ballots that could prevent it from being counted and give voters plenty of time to fix or cure their ballots. It would also increase the oversight of election system, developing a national strategy to protect our democratic institutions and provide funding for election system upgrades. Let's turn to shine a light on dark money. In 2010, the Supreme Court decision, Citizens United, enabled vast amounts of dark, untrace untraceable money into our political system. In the past decade, dark money groups have donated over $1 billion in secret money to candidates and campaigns. When Americans don't know where the massive campaign funds are coming from, they can't know who is trying to influence their vote or why. The Act would take significant steps to stop secret campaign donations by requiring that organizations spending money on election or judicial nominations disclose their donors who contribute more than $10,000. It also ex extends disclosure requirements to the internet and digital communications and breaks the practice of big money donors and special interest hiding their true funding sources. Plus, through symbolic rather than impactful, the Act would formally denounce the Citizens United decision and recommend it be amended. 
and next, empower everyday Americans through public financing of elections. Since 2010, just 11 people have contributed a fifth of the $4.9 billion super PACs that they have raised. Money drives campaign ads, voter outreach, and more. When a handful of elite individuals get to decide how billions of these dollars are spent, they get to decide our elections. The act will level the playing fields, giving voters a way to fund candidate campaigns without costing them a penny. The best part, it would cost taxpayers nothing. Instead, the matching system would be funded entirely through extra charges on settlements paid by wealthy tax cheats and corporate lawbreakers. In states like Arizona and Connecticut, this system is already implemented and enables candidates to raise more money from small donors, making for a more diverse and representative influence on their campaigns and political decisions. In addition, the Act would establish democracy dollars, a pilot program in three states. Instead of multiplying the donors an average American makes to their candidate of choice, it established a prepaid voucher program enabling eligible citizens to request $25 vouchers, which they can then donate to their chosen candidate. In Seattle, which uses a similar system, political campaigns are supported by a broader and more diverse pool of donors. Next, the Act would increase oversight and accountability to enforce existing laws. Even the best laws mean nothing if they're not enforced, and our enforcement mechanisms have been broken for too long, allowing rule breakers to slip through the cracks. In the US, the Federal Election Committee is responsible for enforcing federal campaign financing laws. In recent years, they have been hamstrung by gridlock and partisanship, creating a backlog of cases. Next, we need to strengthen lobbying rules and transparency. While it's illegal for special interests to donate directly to politicians, it's perfectly illegal to give them money to lobbyists who then donate to politicians. This act would reform lobbying to break the grip of special interests on our government. The act would crack down on lobbying and reduce lobbying influences on politicians by one, broadening the definition of lobbying to stop consultants and counselors from wielding under the table influence, two, strengthen disclosure rules so that we know who's making money off or pressuring our officials, and three, prohibiting foreign countries from hiring lobbyists to influence our election. Next, we need to slow down the re revolving door and strengthen conflict of interest rules. Politicians who became lobbyists get a 1,400% pay rise. 42% of U.S. representatives and 50% of U.S. senators become lobbyists after leaving Congress. This is known as the revolving door. While an elected official is in office, they build key relationships with policymakers and other influential politicians. And when they leave, they often leverage that political influence to give private companies even more access to lawmakers. 
in exchange for cold, hard cash. When former politicians move easily between public office and the private sector, this is known as the revolving door. And it's a major way the corporations influence public policy. The Act would require officials to disclose conflicts of interest and take an ethics pledge and strengthen enforcement and oversight of these issues. It would require presidential and vice president candidates to publish their tax returns. We tried to be comprehensive and detailed in explaining the contents of this bill, but you can also read the full text of the Act below in the sources. The For the People Act is the biggest anti-corruption reform in generation. We must do everything in our power to get it passed. If enough of us take real action, we can win this fight. This is Ken Barron from the National Association of Black and White Men Together. You can go to our website, nabwmt.org. You can email us at nabwmt at nabwmt.org. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, and the like. Thanks for listening.